0: Okay, we're learning that and Aleph, from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, If a person didn't cover his pot, meaning that they didn't add uh, insulated materials to the top of the pot before Shabbos started, a person can't cover it once Shabbos begins here. So now we're switching gears to being Shabbos itself. On Shabbos, it's forbidden not only to do insulating with materials that uh, add heat, but even with materials that don't add heat. Uh, that just retain the heat. It's forbidden on Shabbos. And again, the reason we learned back on Daflamidat is because a person might be tempted to warm it up uh, to, uh, before insulating it. So therefore, on Shabbos, Chazal said there's no insulating at all. You can't do it when Shabbos <laughs> begins. Let's say he covered it, and then it um, it fell off. So, so you can cover it again. Now, is region and what does it mean? Let's say if, it, if it, let's say it was covered when Shabbos began and it fell off and on Shabbos, that you could replace it. That's for sure true. But what if it fell off before Shabbos? As you covered it, you insulated it, and then it fell off before Shabbos, and you covered it on Shabbos. That's my focus already showing it. But everybody agrees, let's say you covered it, definitely, the simple meaning of the Mishnah. You covered it, and then uh, on Shabbos, it falls off, then you can recover it. Okay, and that's a cool, again, since the whole Deir one is, because you might come to do it. So once a person already insulated it before, they're just replacing the insulation. They're not like insulating for the first time, they're just replacing it. So the rabbis were lenient, they allowed you to do that on Shabbos. In my mind, like a person can fill up a bottle. It's in the, here, contextually, it means that the water usually in the bottle is cold. He places it under a cushion, like some sort of mattress here. You can do that on Chavez. And the idea is even though, um, and again, obviously, because it doesn't add heat. And Rashi learns that the reason why you're doing this is to keep it cold. So it's just the opposite. In other words, the mission is telling you, don't think that there's hot to keep something cold. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, do atmana on hot food to keep it warm. But you could do atmana on cold, too, on cold food to keep it cold. That's where Rashi learns. But uh, we'll see based on the Gemara that it actually might be even more of a khedish. Um Maybe, maybe even you could even do more as long as you're not. You're just trying to take. Take it out of being cold. You're not just trying to bring it to room temperature. You're not trying to warm it up at all. You just don't want it to be cold. They may be other restraining mold, you're allowed to do that. But that's not the way Rashi learns the mission. Rashi learns the mission. A person who's just taking a bottle, it's got some cold water in it. He's putting it under in a, in a place, in an insulated place that it's going to keep the cold temperature of the Mishnah is allowing you to do that. Ammar of my shmule, the Gmar now says, how do we pass in? What's the last sort of its person's allowed to do that? You're allowed into like cold food on Chavez. Again, like Rashley saying to keep it cold, other shot even to take away the chill. Amar if you what's the khadish of the Amora from Shmuel to say that that was the Mishnah. Tainina, Mamala, Vinosmizakatar the mission said you could do that. What's the novelty? So He's telling us a lot. the mina. How do And that's all for something that I don't usually warm up. So let's say I had some cold, cold water. Usually, if I'm going to insulate it, I'm going to insulate it to keep it cold, not to make it hot. So therefore, there's no xayra. that's fine. You could do that on Shabbos. let's say it's something that, I eat, like a, a food, that usually a lot of times when you insulate it, you would warm it up. So maybe you're not allowed to insulate it, even if you're not warming it up, because to protect the possibility of a person doing insulation to warm it up. Gamash says it's okay as long as it's cold and you're not doing it to warm it up, that's okay on Shabbos. And that's an additional khidish of what we're seeing in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, we would only know something like a cold water, which is usually not insulated to be warmed up. But something that, that, that is usually insulated to be warmed up, that is... Uh, that is an extra, an extra chiddush that it is okay. Um, says the Gemara. Also the hot, also the the satsone, and it's also now we have uh, someone who's saying it's forbidden. So the Gemara says, I vatanya, vatanya, Rebbe hit your alav in <Hebrew> and he was martyred. So what's going on? What's the halacha? So the Gemara says, low I'm a commentator. Rebbe you See the what, one halacha that Rebbe said was before he heard the kudik opinion from Rebbe Shmuel. Son of Rebbe, and and, and one was after a year of the Kulitik and what's going on here? The Gemara tells us the background story of how Rebbe switched his opinion about whether you could do atmanah for cold food. There was one time Rebbe was sitting and saying, it's Asr. Originally he thought it was Asr. I guess the reason would be something that usually maybe um, insulate, you would insulate to warm up, we would make it there and we wouldn't let you insulate it, you're not warming it up. That was Rebbe's original position. Shmol Rebbe Rebbe Yishmol Son said to Rebbe, Abba, my father hit her, he was maturin. So I'm not Rebbe heard this, he said <inaudible> the old person already meaning even though my opinion was that it was ulcer, once I heard that Rebbe the zakin said it was okay, so now I retract my position and now Rebbe says in fact it's maturin. So there was a retraction on Rebbe based upon what he heard was said from Rabbi Yaisi. So the Gemara now says, Come and see how much the, the respect and love that the Tanam had between one another. Rabbi Yaisi, even if he was alive, he would have been kafuk to Rebbe, meaning he would have been subordinate to Rebbe in the sense that Rebbe was the Nasi, and anyone who would been there would have been, like been bowing to him. And how do we know that that's true? Dharmi Smaw Brabham, Dharvish Mah Barbesi, who was his he took over his father, meaning that he was a huge Tamil Khafam. He covered Yoshiv Nairabi. He was always lower than Rebbe because Rebbe was the Nazi. So his father, we, the Gemara is assuming if the son was like that, the was one, that Rebbe Yaisi would have been covered to Rebbe. He would have been bowing to Rebbe. And yet when Rebbe hears what Rebbe Yaisi said, he, what is Rebbe's response? He says, no, if Rebbe Asi said it, then, then it's already been poskined and I'm going to be lenient based upon what he said. So the Gemara is really saying how amazing Rebbe the Nazi was, that he would, tr- would change his opinion based upon hearing what Rebbe Yaisi said, even though had Rebbe Asi himself been in front of Rebbe, Rebbe Yaisi would have been lower than Rebbe. So that's an amazing kavod that uh, Rabbi that, that Rebbe gave to Rabbi And this again comes in the issue whether hatmana on Sonin is permissible on Shabbos. Now the Gemara brings another, what is again with this, with the halacha. said to Doru, who was his attendant, after the Tzernian, was Shabbos, he said, you should do insulation with cold food for me on Shabbos. So said, the Achim, Kapela, Mar, bring me water that was cooked. By a non Jewish cook. And there are two khidushim here. Number one is that in his mother, And then number two, that um, there's no bishul Akum. And Chazal said, right, you know, we're not allowed to eat any food that was cooked by non Jews. And the reason is because it might lead theoretically to intermarriage. So so here he was saying though that if the water was cooked by a guy, it wasn't a problem. So, so and the 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 idea, the Gamar's gonna tell us why in a second, it doesn't apply into the water. So some of you may remember heard of this, he was upset. So Rabbi said, my time Rabbi said, why would rabbi be upset? Rav is obligated. Rabbi was just doing what he heard from his rabbi. One of the things he heard from his teacher, the Other thing he heard from his other Rabbi Shmuel. Shmuel, all that which he did about hot tamana. Rabbi was doing like Shmuel. i Rabbi Shmuel. Because You're allowed to do insulation with cold food. So what do you want from him? He's just going like his rabbi, Karav. And 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 it, and the other thing about about um, the cooked water. Um, he was just doing like raw. Anything that's eaten the way it is raw doesn't have an of bishul nachrim. Meaning that the only of bishul is something that was inedible without the guy without the guy's cooking it, but something that can be eaten raw. There's no of bishul It's a kula within the law. The rabbis only answered food that need cooking, but foods that don't need cooking, even if they're cooked by a guy, there's no bishul nachrim. So water is like that. Water, you don't need cooking to drink it. So even if the guy happens to even if the guy happens to cook it, there's no of bishul nakhri. So that's the kabbal you say that. From Rav, so Rav Yudu was just following Rav Nachman was just following what was said. So why why are we getting upset at him? Why was Ravami upset? So the Gemara says who suffered said Rav different. Why? Because since he's a very he's a, he's, a, he's a very important person, so he has to be lefini and, and be more machmer than the average person. The is from Rav for the average Jew, but for Rav Nachman, was in adam chashush, so he should have held himself above that. But the truth is that the Gemara seems to be saying that Rav Nachman held otherwise. And um, you could do a and there's no bishlanakhma water, even for in Adam chashev. Even though the Rabbanan said that you can insulate, and one Chavez begins with something that, that even if it doesn't add heat, I'm Chavez and Bala Hosef Mosef. But if it was already insulated, you just want to put an additional layer on, you could. Meaning, the only issue is to make to have a pot that's uncovered and insulated. But once it's insulated, you can add additional layers. In case you go outside, you do it. Omer, those as a He's adding a bigger feather. Let's say you, have, you had an insulation, but it wasn't the thickest thing. It was like a sheet. You can take, you can take the sheets off, from you can take them off in the pot and put on something like a thicker coat that's much stronger. Or those Or you could do the opposite. And Rosh Qaluf is coming to add a bigger feather here. That That not only can you add a layer, you can take off a weaker layer and then add. A thicker layer. Again, the whole idea here of these kulas is that the Rabbana were meko whenever it wasn't uh, the first like initial insulation, whenever it's adding, replacing, returning, something like that, the rabbis were lenient. That's the basis for these ideas. Continues, the Gemara another kula. It's only also to insulate in a kli rishon. If it's still in the pot where it was if someone took the food from the pot, where it was cooked, and then he transfers it into another pot, then it's mutter to do atmana on the second pot. That's a tremendous chiddish. So in other words, the Gemara is saying, right? you're, you're going and you're eating by your neighbor, and uh, you're, at, you're bringing over the chicken soup, and you want to make sure it doesn't cool down. So you want to take it and Shabbos and wrap it in some blankets, right? That's also That's atmana. But you have a very simple solution. You can pour it into, into a... Um, into another pot. Once it's in another pot in the cliche, you're allowed to do at-tomano. what's, what's the basis for this? If he's cooling it down by pouring into the second pot, do you think he's going to, he's going to go boil it again. And this is based off what's the reason that's is also to begin. The reason why is also to begin with, is based on the idea that before atmana, a person's probably going to boil it up. You want it to be at peak temperature before atmana. So if a person does something, like putting it into a kleshini, that's a mice of, that's going against it being at its peak temperature. He's placing it under cool, cooler conditions. So then we don't suspect that he's going to, that he's going to boil it up. So therefore, once it's put into a kleshini, the like gemara is saying, Omar is saying that there's no problem to do uh, to do atmana. Okay. Um, now we go back we learned about the cases where you have some muksa things on top of the pot, how you get the food out. So now the Gemara, the B'risa continues more with this. If you, if the pot, you insulate a pot and you covered the top with something that's mutter to move on job, it's not muxa. Oh, even if you insulated something that can't be moved, as long as the covering, the lid is something that could be moved, there isn't a monster. So you pick up the pot and you can put it down. Even if the insulation is, is Moksa, but you just pick up the cover, which isn't muxa, and then the other stuff falls out, that's not a problem. However, what happens, but if both the insulation and the covering are both moksah. Or even if insulation is not moksa, but the lid, the lid is something that comes with the regular you know, lid for the pot, which is ordinarily not muksa. you couldn't find, so you use something that happens to be a moksa item to cover the pot. So how in the world are you going to access the food? So if part of the, the, the top of the pot is exposed. Meaning the mukzah item is not covering the entire top. So then you can take it off and and, and and put it back. So as you could take off the pot without taking off the cover, you tilt over the pot and then it will slide. The mukzah item will slide off. But vim lab, if not, if the entire top of the pot was covered by the master then there's nothing you can do. You're totally stuck. You're totally stuck. There's nothing you can do. Um, it's going to become a problem with mukzah. Now, there's a big hack here in the Rashi if the problem in the, is because we, we're going to view the pot here as becoming a bus. It's Rashi seems to understand that way. Rashi seems to understand that the lid, if the lid would be muksa, then the whole pot would become muxa, and that's what, that, And, and then, then, you would have a, then you would have a problem. You wouldn't be able to take it off at all. It's a tremendous condition from Rashi because it's still said if some of the top was exposed that you're able to get it. But normally we say if something is a bus, it's totally muxa, it can't be moved at all. So that's a problem with Rashi. But that Rashi does seem to understand that way, that if the non that if the lid, this makeshift lid that was muksa, was covering the pot, then the pot would become a bosses And that's why you, you're totally stuck. You can't get the food out. The brayasit continues now with more. We learned, we learned this in the Mishnah about different materials that some of them that were a dispute, if they add heat or not, review this in. That if you have very uh, thin, Flax, then it's treated like like, like manure. It's of the Hevel can't be used. Uh, it cannot be used for Atmana for at- even from before Shabbos. And we learned, and we referenced this earlier in the paragraph. In Shabbos, you can put a, a, a mecham, it's like a, like a kettle, like a hot... Not a warmer or a pot on top of a pot—that's not considered hatmana. It's not a t'mana. It's not, even though it's it's going to keep the hot, but it's not a at all. That's okay. That's the gifts that Rashi has. Rashi favors or a kettle on a pot or a, or a pot on a kettle. All these things are fine. We talk as You can even seal the top kli with patzik with some dough. It's going to keep it better. That's all okay. That's not a direct at all because a pot on another pot is not. Considered hotzmona. Again, if you're, this is all to preserve the heat, but if it's going to add additional heat, then it is a problem. Uh, the rabbis were machmor, even though it's not really hotzmona. But since it's making it hotter, they were they were machem. from that. We learned about this on Daf very very difficult. Uh, didn't exactly to understand, but that's the bottom line, that on top of pot, on top of pot is not a problem as long as if it's retaining the heat, but if it's adding additional heat, then it would be a problem on Shabbos. The same way you can't do atwana for HaKach, ain't on the Zotonein, but you can't do atwana for Zotonein. The Tana, this Tana holds that it is also to do atwana with cold food. Probably it's a precautionary thing that you might come to do it uh, to, to, to warm it up. As Rebbe, which is what we learned about on the Amar on the, on the, on the he was leaning to do Atmanah for cold. Now we learn one last halacha, little, 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 little random line, but it's subject to many, many practical halachos on Shabbos. It says, A person is not allowed to crush snow or ice on Shabbos, a person can't crush it. What's the reason? Because she's a member know that water should flow out. Why not? Rashi says, it's like a, it's like a tolda of 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 binyan. It's like you're you're being molded. The waters on Shabbos, you're creating the water. The, right now, I have a form of snow. You're crushing it and making the water. So it's forming. It's making the water. Rashi holds that such a thing is as usr. tremendous chiddush, tremendous chidish of the way of the Gemara that you can't crush ice on Shabbos. Avo, however, you could put the snow into a cup that has liquid in it, you don't have to be concerned. It's very interesting, because here you're not crushing it with your hands. You're just putting it into the water. And then and then itself, it just melts into the water. So there's a difference between crushing it with your hands. And so that's a maysa. And since it's, it's a maysa, chazal, said it's also, it's like you're making water. Whereas if you're putting it into the water, and it just dissolves itself into the water, that's not a problem. Uh, to do on Shabbos. So now we're going to move to the fifth paragraph. The fifth paragraph now talks about all the fifth and sixth parakim are all about the laws of hutzah. Now, to be honest, before we start, the fifth and sixth parakim are the most technical. Um, I don't want to say boring, but it's difficult to be to be engaged in the blood for the fifth and sixth, fifth and sixth parakim. Uh, the, the 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 topic of discussion is for hutzah. So we give a little brief introduction for hutzah. You can't carry. So why, you know, why are you allowed to wear a shirt? Are you carrying your shirt when you go in the street? So the idea is that there are certain things that are just bottled to a person's body. They just become nullified to the body. It's not an act of carrying. It's just, you're moving and they're a part, they're, they're tuffled to you. So it's like a part of you and therefore it's okay. So there's different criteria and complex criteria for to define what types of items are bottled to the body and what types of items are not. So we're going to start with animals. And the reason we start with animals is because it's a prohibition on Shabbos. You can't have your animals do work on Shabbos. Now, there's a big question whether that's only for animals are doing work for you or if you, in, in and of itself, you, can't, you have to stop that your animals don't do work on Shabbos even if it's not for you. That's a big machloka. It's a big question about how to understand it. But there definitely is an issue, uh, however, to define it. But there is an issue with a, with a malacha, of an animal doing malacha. And so an animal wouldn't be allowed to do hotza on Shabbos. So it's relevant now to know about all sorts of things that might be attached to an animal's body. It's very relevant to know, is this hotza, is this carrying, if you would move, if you would move it out. Now the basic rule to follow is that anything that's for to protect the the, the body of the animal will be okay. Even if it's not to protect the, the animal's body itself, but... If it protects its well-being, that's also just its general, you know, its general safety. That's also so. If like a leash, we're going to learn a lot of something like that right now in the Mishnah. That can also be considered now vital to the animal. That would be okay. Well, we'll see that certain things are not vital to the body, and they would be a problem for um, for the behemoth to go out for the behemoth to go out on uh, on Shabbos. So the Mishnah says, "What can an animal go out? Many What can it not go out? Yota a So a camel can go out, by absar. So when absar is it's Like a rope it's like a, it's like a leash. they retire the, the, in, in, by the mouth of the, of the camel and you hold out the thing, it's not considered to be to be considered like something that you're carrying and uh, the camel can, can go out with it in the public place because it's necessary right to, to keep it in line. It's good for the safety of the camel to be to be safe. The naka the so we'll learn exactly what this naka is, but um, it's a specific type of horse. it's not not a regular one. And and it's and and it can go out with a chatum, and we'll see exactly what in the world um, the chatum the khatum is. It seems like it's like a much tighter kind of thing. It's like a nose ring where it's like much held, tighter held in place than just a regular leash. For luvda kibba prombia, can go with a prombia. So what So we'll see in the Gemara exactly what's going on here. The Gemara will tell us what the Pumbia is. So we'll wait for the Gemara. a horse goes out with this. It's like a collar. They would put it uh, just like a band around. Around the neck of the of the horse, okay. Uh, can I have a collar, a and a sheir, yozim, a All animals that normally wear a collar, whatever whatever the ones that you normally do. And Rashi says that uh, even if this is to make them look good, and Rashi brings an example, of some of the types of dogs, then and, and that's a chiddush of Rashi. That's something that's trying to make the animal look good it's buttled to the guf of the, of the of the of the animal. Other to take issue with Rashi. Rashi. Rashi's opinion that something that's like a tachshit for the. To make it to make an animal look good, it's bottled to the goof of the of the animal, that's okay. And then they can be pulled by it. And the Gemara will get into what the, the point of novelty with that is. Now well, once we spoke about collars, we say mazanalim. You could sprinkle the part from the, the, the ashes from the paradumas, right? When a cle becomes tame, it has to be sprinkled. So so you have to sprinkle directly onto the clee. So what if the the animal is wearing the collar? Can you sprinkle onto the Collar while it's being worn or not, so we say it could be in the chiddush because it, 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 we're, not, we're not concerned that it's going to go indirectly, which would be a problem. The, the water actually would become possible if it doesn't go directly onto the glee. We're still lenient, and we say you can sprinkle in that condition. We're told them come on. you could also um, do tefillah. Right? Let's say you, could, you put the animal in a mikvah; it's fine. So the collar became tarmid. Now, now the collar will become tar. in the chiddush is that the, it's loose enough that the space is loose enough that everything. We, we assume that all the water will get to all the space, and the tefillah will work uh, to be told. So now the Gemara clarifies my knockbachata. What are we talking about? This female horse thing that can go out with a Rabba the parza. So first of all he says that it's a white and it's a it's it's a it's a female and it's a strong, very like um, strong steel, and it's uh it's a ring. The ring goes into the nose, and it seems that this animal Rashi says as it, it would run away much easier, and that's why they had to put this nose ring, it wasn't enough just to have regular leashes. Like the other animals we were talking about with the other ropes, they really needed more of like um, this nose ring to keep it in place. means <laughs> this donkey from Luvah, as again, like a steel, like a bit, it puts something in its mouth. They're super, you know, they're always starting up. So they had to like, have this restrain, added restraint here. Of, of having a bit in his mouth. the so Mar says here, a story, Levi once sent money to Bey which was far away from where he was, and he wanted people to buy him a donkey from Luh. Sorry, they, 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 they took the money, they wrapped it back up, and they sent it back. What did they send back? They added in some barley, so they didn't. They, they didn't sell it to him. They sent him back his money, and they added barley with the purchase. Lameimar, what were they trying to tell him? You just want strength for your donkey. Just feed it barley. So they're saying, just go to your hometown, your local barley market, your local um, donkey market, and just stuff it with barley until it gets really full, and then you'll see it will be the same quality, same strength. You don't need. It's not not a secret of what we're doing. Okay, so now the Gemara says, like, a very lumdish question. I'm going to read the Rebbe. They switch the case in front of Rabbi. They ask the Mishnah, what about if you put the wrong type on what? So the Mishnah said you can use the camel goes out with the officer, and, and the Naka goes out with the Chatam. What about vice versa? And this is the question of the vice versa. Where the Gemara clarifies Naka, B'Avsar, Loti like, if you want to know that the, the, the female horse is going out with the rope. So that's, that's not a question. Since it's not enough, right, remember, this female horse is so strong and it goes away, it's very, it, it runs away all the time, it needs the nose ring. And if it just has a regular rope, it's not enough. So if it's not enough, so then there's no question. So then when the, this, female, this female horse is running around with this, that's definitely going to be considered um, caring. And it's for sure, asser, awesome. Because if it's, if it's not, and that's Pasha that's by the Gemara, if it's not enough to hold it back, you need more. So then, what is this rope here? It's just an extra thing. There's no question that's considered carrying. Kiti by what's the other? What is the question? Gamal Bahatama. what about if I have too much? I have the camel with the nose ring. What, what's what's the shine? Like even the sag of the masu on the one hand would be enough just to use the rope. So since that's just enough to use the rope for a regular camel masu, so if it's I put something that's more than necessary, so then that becomes something that is carrying because it's not necessary. It's too much. So you should have a rope. A rope wouldn't be carrying, but if it's too much, you're putting on the nose ring. So then maybe the nose ring is considered carrying. Whenever there's more, you're being able to protect it more. That's not considered carrying. It's just extra. Extra is not. Extra is not considered caring. because since it's doing the purpose it needs to do the fact that it's overcompensating that doesn't matter that 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 doesn't make it considered to be a master. So ultimately, what, what the Gemara really wants to know is one simple question: Can a camel go out with a nose ring? So I'm <speaking> the Rabbi <in> Shemar. Rabbi Rabbi said, "Kach hamarab." This is what my father said. Our is answer. four animals that go out with the with the with the. With the rope, asos, the horse, the mule, the camel, the donkey. So the what's the point of this statement coming to say? What's the chiddush? I'm not coming to say that the camel, these animals can only go out with the rope and not with the nose ring. That's the novelty. So you see that the camel can with the nose ring. So the horse says, the only men to exclude that the female horse, the one that. The one that uh needs more that needs the nose ring, that one can't go out with the rope, as we explained, because since that's not giving enough security, that's for sure considered caring. But something that gives too much security, maybe maybe it's not considered to be a problem. So we haven't resolved it. So now the Gemara just quotes one line out of context. the That the love donkey and the camel go out with the rope. So what's what 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 exactly is the Gemara is the Gemara bringing for this? So so we learned that the the donkey, um the donkey, the the the, the, the instead in the Mishnah that, that you it goes out with uh with a bit because and we know that the bit, and we'll we'll see this in the Gemara later, is even is even considered stronger than the rope. So if it can go out, so what's going on? Why isn't this a proof that when I'm doing too much, too much too much guarding the animal, then it's mortar. It and the Gemara doesn't even try to attempt to make that, so that's a little bit prob- problematic. But at any rate, it seems like the Tana here is just saying something, the mar's pointing it a little bit out of context, that the the love donkey and the camel, they can go out with the rope. And we also, it's true, we also learned in the mission that the love donkey goes out with the bit. Okay, so now now the Gemara gets back to what we're trying to discuss, which was if I'm doing too much protection for it, like the camel with the nose ring, is that okay or not? And the Gemara says, it's really my One time it says, that the, that the wild animal, like a beast here, can't go out with a the collar that's got a rope. Says, sorry, we'll hold on it could it could well with a rope, anything that holds it back. So what's the case? But my skin We're talking about like a, a wild you know, like a lion, would, would that be okay without Some collar to hold it back? Of course not. So for and, and then what? For sure it is carrying. Because again anything that doesn't properly protect it for sure will be considered to be a mas so It would be a must we we're talking about a little one. And the Gamar like when we say a little one, we mean something that is appropriate for it. So, milo milosai sugar is a, a, a real collar is good for it. So, what in the world would be would be the uh, the shot in the Tana that says it's no good? It makes sense. This is something that protects it. It's good for it. What, what would the issue be? Alalavchatol giminai. It must be something like a cat. A cat. A, a, a cat, you don't even need the rope. It's actually says it doesn't usually run away at all, so you don't really need it to be on the leash at all. And so what? And now we can understand that's the machlokas. You don't need it, so you're really doing too much. It's excessive. So Tanakama he says all you really need is a tannenirly cord. You don't need a rope with a cat. So Masu, if I go for the rope, so it's too much, the more than I need. So now it's now it's considered to be a Masu. Chananya say, says that adding more than I need is not considered to be a maasarai. So that's what the Gemara is trying to say. It's machlokas. The same Arsha about the camel with the nose ring is the same question about a cat having a rope. A cat doesn't need a rope. cat could have less. So if you go over the rope, is that a maasarai or not? That's a machlokas here. How do we pass on a marfuna, a a a and therefore it is not a problem. The Gemara now says it was a story Lady Barbara and or and Rahuno of God's World, Levi the son of Rahunabarhiya, and Rabba Rahuna were once going on the road, and it sounds like they're riding on donkeys here. Khadmi the donkey went ahead of Rabba Rahuno. So it was like a little bit disrespectful. Khalish died to Rabba Rahuna. Rabba felt bad. And 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 the idea is Rabba Rahuno was older. So he thought that Levi, like you know, cut him off with his donkey, and he was he, he wasn't happy about it. He felt that someone had just cut him off. So Amar Levi said to himself, ay, "Let me, you know, engage him in conversation. So I'll put, you know, I'll calm him down." My lady said to him, I was talking for a long time. Because you have a bad donkey, a donkey bad, acts badly like mine. He's trying to say, like, it wasn't me who cut you off, it was my donkey, it's not my fault. My from me of Chavez. Are you allowed to go out with a bit on Chavez? Meaning, is that more or not? Usually, we say that the donkey doesn't go out with a bit, right? We only said from Lua that one. So, what lady wanted to know. Could it be okay for my donkey, that's a bad donkey. So, so when you have too much protection, that's not a problem. So, so, so your issue wouldn't be a problem. If your donkey, um, even if it didn't need it, it wouldn't be a problem to add to add uh, protection for it, and therefore there's no issue whatsoever with putting uh, the bit in its mouth.